0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, folks, this fight is most definitely coming to your front door. I said this a couple weeks ago where that was the actual title of the show that this fight is coming to your front door. I'm not kidding. The effort to cancel you from public life silence you shut you up as a conservative subjugate you make sure you don't defend yourself in public when you're attacked all of this stuff is very real it's time to fight back right now the problem isn't a lot of our listeners the problem are people sitting on the sidelines thinking this fight is going to avoid them and if they just lay down and sit with their legs crossed then the little mini tyrants coming for you are going to pass you over. They're not. I've got a lot to talk about today. All right. Today's show brought to you by our friends ExpressVPN. Protect your online information today from prying eyes. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Well, Daniel, 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 I'm doing good. How you hanging, dude? You uh, you yes, sound a little down. Uh, not good. Little, little I know. Yeah. No, I'm you not. Good. Right, you said that to me before the show. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm 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 not. I'm genuinely concerned, folks. Okay. I'm I'm not I, concerned I about me. Listen, I'm, yeah. me and my family are in this fight. I mean, Paulo is a little exhausted. This so I We've. I mean, mm-hmm. mentally exhausted. I'm worried about some others who sincerely believe mm-hmm. that this fight is just going to avoid them. Um, uh, it, it's not. Fat chance. I'm going to go through this list today, Joe. You can't even date a conservative anymore. Do you know that, Joe? Oh, You're not allowed. Oh yeah, to. yeah. I know that. Oh, that's a joke. Come on, Dan. You can't date (laughs) a conservative. Okay, we'll get to You think I'm kidding? Mm -mm. We'll get to that. All right, let's get to the content. Today's show brought to you by friends at Patriot Mobile. Their latest promotion may be just what you're waiting for. Right now, they're giving you a choice. Either get a brand new phone, or if you want to keep your existing phone, get a free month of service. Come on, you can't beat that. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone company. They will never charge you hidden fees. And unlike big mobile, they won't send your hard earned money to leftist causes or groups trying to destroy this country. And you plans start as low as $25 and their U S based customer service team was just rated number one among all wireless providers get nationwide 4G service and unlimited talk and text uh, switching is easy. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone or get a brand new Motorola G7 play. This is their biggest promotional year. Don't wait another moment. Go now, call 972-PATRIOT, that's 972-PATRIOT, or visit patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Let's stick together and support this great American company. It's defending our constitution and providing a valuable service at the same time. That's 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. So a little background, folks, because I... I've broken the fourth wall on this show many times. I feel like most of you know me I, personally. I see you out in public. You know things about me I've forgotten. Like, Dan, remember three years ago when you talked about on the show? And I'm like, I actually don't remember that, but I'm sure I did. And I appreciate that you remember it. It means, <laughs> that means a lot to me. But Paul and I are going through a lot here. It's not a sob story. It's more of just a kind of esprit de corps here that I'm in this fight with you. I haven't abandoned it. Don't think because I have a relatively successful podcast that I'm sitting in some air-conditioned loft here unworried about what's going on with everyone else out there fighting the fight in the real world and getting their fingernails dirty. No, that's not the case. A lot happened here in the last few days. And in the interest of keeping some locals, uh, uh, you know, free from nationwide scrutiny, which I think would be unfair because my fights are asymmetric, The fight just doesn't stop. We got an email this morning from someone we're, you know, involved with. And they're like, hey, look at what's happening here at this place we send our kids. And we were like, wait, what? And it only reminded me again that this fight is coming to your front door. The fight over everything. Government encroachment on your life through mask mandates. And I know, you know, a woman emailed me yesterday and said, Dan, you know, that segment you did yesterday on masks, which I'll cover briefly again today. Why are you telling people not to wear a mask? I said that, Joe, do you remember me saying that? That I tell people not to wear it? Do you remember that quote in the show? You never said that, no. Okay, I never said that. Thank you. Paul, you remember that? Yeah, you don't remember that either. It's because it never happened. Right. So this is what we get when we argue with leftists who watch my show. I didn't tell anybody that. Matter of fact, I recommended you do it, especially if it makes people comfortable around you. Right, right. I simply believe that's not a government decision. That's a decision for responsible adults to make. Folks, this fight is coming to your door. Reminded me of... um, Martin Niemöller, and I think it's time we read this. And I think it's time you all needed to hear this. Listen to this. Written during the time of the Nazi reign and the dreadful, most one of the most disturbing figures in the history of this planet we live on. Hitler, written during that time. But I need you to listen to this. Put that up on the screen for a minute because this is the attitude we need to avoid when we're fighting what we know is evil. Attacks on free speech, attacks on good people. First they came for the communists and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. And I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak out for me. One of the most powerful things you'll ever hear. Folks, I think a lot of us now, you, me, the listeners of my show, who are pretty terrific people based on the communications I get from you, I think you understand what we're fighting right now is evil. Destroying people's lives, their families, not allowing them to speak in public, canceling getting them fired from their jobs for things that were written 30 years ago in the case of the Boeing executive, attacking people and humiliating them to the point where they fall into deep depressions because they dared to date a Republican, silencing ideological opposition through... De facto book burning by canceling book contracts from people who have a different point of view than you. This is real. You know, this is evil. You will not avoid this fight. Ladies and gentlemen, you will not. Now, the reason this fight is so easy for a lot of radical leftists, ladies and gentlemen, is because they don't have anything. I'm not kidding. They don't have anything. They've been reared in their basements in their mama's house where they were fed, you know, hot dogs and macaroni and cheese three times a day. They've never had a real struggle. They've never painted a house. They probably don't even take out the garbage. And if they do, they probably bring Purell so they don't have to touch the garbage can. And God forbid they get their hands dirty with like germy type things. So they find Meaning. In their lives by attacking us. And the power they get through their meaningless lives by attacking us and making us all going away, go us, us deplorable, filthy, great, unwashed conservatives, the power they get is an aphrodisiac. They enjoy it. People like power, folks. Even the best of us. People love power. Power, notoriety, fame, influence, they love it. And for people with meaningless lives, the power of making those dirty, filthy conservatives go away, going on the internet, starting a site, starting a website, like the sleeping giants and others, the media matters, losers and the other ones, that they have meaningless lives. Their lives, they don't have any real substantive meaning. They've never done anything productive. The power is the only aphrodisiac they have. It's like a drug to cancel you and make you go away. The reason I read that poem is because once all the conservatives are gone, because you've managed to cancel them and attack them, the aphrodisiac and the drug isn't available anymore. So what do you do? Then they start to turn on their friends. They start to turn on their family because they don't want that drug high, that aphrodisiac of canceling people and the power of, gosh, I had the authority and the power through my blue checkmark Twitter account and my meaningless life to make someone go away. What am I going to do now? Everyone's gone. Now they start to turn on their friends and their family, and they've started to cancel liberals too. This fight is coming to your door. The slow march towards tyranny though we don't have to allow it to happen. The only answer to this, the only answer to stop this is for all of us to marshal our forces to get together and stop it now. But we can't do that if large swaths of our population who believe in freedom and liberty, liberty and nowhere fighting real evil right in front of our face, kicking us in the gut. If 90% of us sit the fight out and say, well, I'm going to leave this alone. They're only going after that guy right now. They're not coming for me. This has been a beef in my own neighborhood where people seem to think, oh, no, no, my kid's okay. She's not. You need to jump in. Don't put your toes in the water. Well, what do you mean, Dan? You need to start sending emails to your school about the curriculum, sending emails to your government officials about unconstitutional mandates, fighting back and backing up people in cancel culture, even though it's uncomfortable. and They may have said something wrong 30 years ago. Let them apologize. Give them a chance at redemption. Be the one to stand up and say, we're not going to fire this person today. I mean, listen, if they're awful, genuinely awful people and they're not interested in redemption, that's their own problem. But don't fall prey to cancel culture and make decisions on a whim because someone got videotaped in a Costco somewhere. Think it through. Allow people the opportunity. And once we all collectively stand together, we'll be able to put a halt to this. Let me get to real-world examples about what I'm talking about. Just yesterday from my show, this was from the Daily Caller. I was very upset about this mask mandate in my county, and I still am, and I'm going to fight this thing. Daily Caller covered it, Scott Moorfield. You could take your mask mandate and shove it right up your, damn mm. Dan Bongino vows to defy mask order. I'm not kidding. I'm not telling you not to wear a mask. I'm not recommending you don't wear a mask. I am not anti-mask. I believe in some circumstances masks can be helpful to mitigate some of the transmission of this disease, which can be deadly for a lot of people. I thought that was crystal clear if you actually listen to the show, which liberals don't, of course. But I will not be told by government officials what I can and cannot do with my own body when I perceive there to be a downside and a danger to this too. I will not be breathing in my own carbon dioxide for eight hours a day in scenarios where my risk of transmitting to others or catching the disease myself is exactly zero. I am a grown adult. I've spent 45 years on this planet. I don't have all the answers. Matter of fact, I'm missing more answers than I found uh, answers to. That's what life's about. But I know I believe in freedom and liberty and freedom and liberty comes with risks and i will not be told what to do by people who probably won't meet their own example by passing mandates on others i am very sorry i will not be doing that that articles in the show notes if you'd like to read it why this bothered me this morning let me play a quick video here this is president trump yesterday president trump wants the schools open and again the leftists liberals the tyrants the anti-science tyrants who constantly want you to want you to believe the world is full of simple black and white questions, good and bad answers, rather than bad and worse answers, which is the real world. The real world is full of bad answers and worse answers. The question is which one's bad and which one's worse. And if you can marginally make society better by always just picking the bad answer rather than the worst one, eventually we'll get to answers that may be good versus bad, but we're not there yet. President Trump wants to open the schools. Here's what he said yesterday. And the response by leftists has been, again, hysteria, hyperbole, anti-science and nonsense. Check this out. And we're safely reopening our country. And very importantly, we're safely reopening our schools. We want the schools to be open and going in uh, the fall. And most of them, I think, are looking at it that way. It's very important. We're finding out that Learning by computer is not as good as learning in the classroom or learning on the campus. And I think you're finding that, too. We want to learn in the classroom. So our schools, we want them open in the fall. Of course, elicited hysteria from the left, which has now hit me again in my town here in case you have any idea that I'm not in this fight with you, which would be bizarre. But again, some of you, I totally understand. No one wants to hear from was that song up in New York, they were halfway crooks, right? They want people who are in it, in it all the way. You need to get in there. I'm in this fight with you. The schools have to open up. I don't have a good answer for you. Can I be crystal clear? I'm here to tell you the truth. Look, be me in the eyes for a second. I live in the real world you live in where tough people have to make tough decisions that both have consequences. There are very few decisions you will ever make that are Pareto maximized. In other words, that'll help one person without harming anyone, anywhere. Pareto maximization. You can check it out. There are very few decisions that ever meet that criteria. We are living with a very tough, deadly virus to people who are older and people who have comorbid, comorbid conditions. The virus, based on pure science, is the chances of it being fatal for kids in school are very low. So, of course, President Trump has said, listen, listen. There is a significant downside to not opening schools. Significant. A huge cost to society. We have got to open up the schools. The liberals, of course, may want you to paint it as a simple, you understand, Joe, good or bad, not bad or worse. And they say, if we open up the schools, it'll put one kid in danger. It may put a teacher in danger. We can't do it. Man. You see how they do that? Yeah. They transform a question which has a lot of nuance, bad and worse, into simple good or bad. Good, shut schools down. Bad, if you don't, one teacher could die. Evaporating all of the nuance and the gray areas in between. That's what liberals do. Why? Because liberals don't engage in reason. Reasons escaped them a long time ago. They bathe you in emotion. And the only way to get you to feel emotional about something is to make it an emotional, not a reasonable argument. And ladies and gentlemen, nobody wants to see any teacher die. Can we all ag- agree? Is that not common sense? No one. That's emotional. Most of us generally like our kids' teachers. And even if what you don't like them, you certainly don't want them to die. Not if you're you know, a sane person and not a sociopath. Nobody wants that. So by transforming the argument from an argument about the downsides to keeping schools closed versus the bigger uh, downsides or, or lesser downsides, however you see it, of opening them. And that's a fair argument. we That's not what they do. They make it an emotional argument about making it about a teacher dying. That's not reason. That's emotion. Reason would say, yes, there is a chance that will happen. And we can take measures to protect them maybe face shields for teachers maybe gloves these are re- these are actual actions we can take maybe the teacher stays in the front the students are prohibited from contacting the teacher in the cl- i don't know i'm not telling you these are good or bad ideas i'm telling you they're ideas but i'm telling you now if we don't open the schools you are talking about kids forfeiting another year of in many cases in school education, which in many, not all, I'm a big supporter of homeschooling. Don't take this as a knock because it's not intended to be at all, at all. Not every parent has the ability to do that. You have single moms, single dads, families together where both parents have to work to keep their heads afloat. They can't stay at home with their kids. It's not an option. Homeschooling is awesome. I love it. Some of the smartest kids I have ever met, I kid you not, are homeschooled. Not every parent can do that. All that's being left out with, if we open the school, a teacher will die. You're, you're turning on a dime from what should be a reasoned argument where we reason out and think through the pros and cons of both sides with a simple emotion-laden argument that, oh, you just want a teacher to die? This is what the left does because they want to shut you up. That's why I included it in this manifestation of cancel culture where if you even bring up the fact that hey maybe you should wear a mask if it makes people or businesses feel more comfortable, but I don't need the government to tell me, "Oh, you just want people to die. No, you just want to be an imbecile." Nobody said that. That's what the lady dared to put on my Facebook. Cousin Kaya, she accused me of inciting a riot. I'm not kidding. You're inciting a riot by telling people not to wear masks. Why? Are you on hallucinogenics? Did you even watch the show? Or are you that stupid that you did and you can't process the information? Kids losing a year of education, falling behind dramatically. Kids sitting at home who can't be left home alone, whose parents have to quit their jobs who now won't have the ability to feed or support their kids. Did you think any of this through before you recommend we keep the schools closed because Trump said we should open them? Of course you didn't. You just want to cancel people who say common sense things like, listen, this is really sad what we're going through. And there are going to be some teachers that are really at risk. And we can mitigate that by measures. We're not going to turn that risk to zero. It's not our job as conservatives to lie either hyperbolically to make them feel stupid. It's our job to seek the truth because the truth matters. Yes, you are correct. There is a teacher somewhere who may get sick. Some of them may have some serious health complications. And that's really terrible. Try not to cuss on my show. And we will try to fix that. But there is no scenario where people won't suffer in this. The only question is where will people suffer more? And if we keep kids out of school and force parents to leave their job, forfeit a year of their learning, subject them to indoor environments all day where they're not getting out, they're not exercising, we have bouts of depression and everything, the question is, is that not worth considering too? Or is it just your emotional arguments about a hypothetical teacher who may get sick and die? Is that it? Is that all we're supposed to consider? No, because you're not reasonable. Because you don't want to be reasonable. You just want to cancel people. Folks, I've never seen anything like this. My wife and I have really had a kind of a rough time. I don't mean to keep bringing up my home situation, but it's kind of epidemic of what's going on across the country. There's a neighbor's app. If you ever heard of it, it's kind of a social media site where you and your neighbors in a community. One of my, uh, well, one of the places I I have a I have a house. Okay, that sounded very first worldy, but you know what I'm saying. I'm on that app. It's me. It's not under a fake name. It's me. And I went on there. It's generally a neighborly place. It's not meant to be Twitter or whatever, where people liberals just attack you all day. The fa- the, mas- the mask mandate. You have to see what people are saying about each other. You're idiots. Your children. Moron. A- I've never seen anything like it. The government did. They could have left it out to adult people to figure out to wear a mask. They can't even on a neighbor's app get out of the way. They can't even on a neighbor's app have a reasonable conversation. Everybody's a moron who disagrees with you. Everyone. Children, you're imbeciles. What a bunch of more. I'm not kidding. This is actually happening on my my neighborhood app. I'm not messing with you because your own neighbors can't take the fact that, yes, you'll wear a mask if you deem it appropriate. But you'll use your own judgment. They can't, they want the government to jam it down your throat. And what do you think the response is? From the from uh the mask pirates out there. What do you think their response is? What do you want people to die? Again, cancel you, or you want people to die? Again, entirely irrational and imbecilic. But this is what takes the place of what's supposedly a reasoned argument. Nonsense. <sighs> All right, I've got more on cancel culture. I'm not kidding how this is coming to your door. Let me get to my second sponsor here, our friends at We the People Holster. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a massive surge in the purchase of firearms out there. A lot of people don't feel safe, sadly, in their homes anymore. The last two weeks has reminded all of us why there is a Second Amendment. Sadly, by the way, not that there's a Second Amendment, but do we need these dreadful reminders every single day? Defunding the police, all this nonsense, thoughts that there might not be someone there in an emergency? That's why you need to be trained with a firearm to carry, to use safely and effectively, and you need a good holster. We use We The People holsters here starting at just $39. We The People holsters are custom designed to fit your firearm precisely. They're made right here in the USA, not the Chaz, not the Chop, and not anywhere else. Here's one of mine. I'm showing you at this angle because that is molded for a precision fit to the firearm you have now. It's not one of those crappy one-size-fits-all holsters where you put it in the waistband and the thing, God forbid, falls out. These are precision molded. Look at this one. It's beautiful. They have thousands of options to choose from. Their proprietary clip design on the back allows you to adjust the cant and the ride for comfort. It's not that terrible old metal clip you can't adjust. It digs into your iliac crest and you can't wait to get the thing off. Now's the time to support American companies. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Get yours. Every holster ships free, comes with a lifetime guarantee. Get an additional $10 off with offer code Dan. Can't beat that. Satisfaction guaranteed. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a total refund. We wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. We the wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Go check it out. It's a really good holster. My personal favorite, the Constitution one right there. All right. So, Again, ladies and gentlemen, this fight is coming to your door. You will not be able to avoid it. The only way to fight back against the mob is to join the fight now with your neighbors. Defend your neighbors who are in it. Get out and defend the people who are fighting it today. Don't wait another day. Don't wait another second. Don't wait till your doorbell rings. Please, humbly and with the greatest of respect, I'm begging you not to wait another moment before you start getting politically active on this. Because you will be next. Now, I had to pick a limited number of stories in the interest of time about the absurdities of cancel culture, but these jumped out at me today. New York Post. You thought I was kidding about the dating story? Thought, <sighs> Come on, he's acting like a liberal now. He's engaging in emotional arguments that aren't real. No, no, this is real. Uh, New York Post, I've never heard of this woman. Jody Comer is getting canceled over supposed Trump-supporting boyfriends. This it's an actress, Jodie Comer. Never I, again. I've never heard of her, but I don't know who she is. She's probably super talented, great. But um, someone online discovered that one, uh, one a boyfriend of hers and it may not. Ironically, I read the article. They're not even sure it's the actual guy. Uh, so the blue check mark Twitter brigade of idiots, you know the liberals and their basements. You know them with the with the s'mores, mommy coming down with the. Uh, hot dogs and the mac and cheese three times a day, you know, with their meaningless loser lives. Um, they decided because they have no, literally nothing to do that they want on Twitter. And I mean, literally, like they have nothing to do. They have no lives. So they go on Twitter and they saw this lady and they thought, wow, well, let's research who she's dating. Apparently she's dating a guy. Maybe, they're not even sure it's the same guy, Joe, who is crime, Joe, this is serious. This uh, is serious. Everybody get ready. S- s- be seated if you're not. The boyfriend's a registered Republican. I know you're waiting for the punchline, Joe. That's it. That's it. That is the punchline. No, no, there's nothing else. You're like, he's a registered Republican and an accused child molester. No, 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 no. registered, period. That's, that is the punchline. So Jody Comer has to be, of course, canceled. Yeah. Do you understand what a loser, what a meaningless, vapid, empty vacuum of a life, what a hellhole of a soul has to exist inside of you To seek out on Twitter an actress probably 99% of America has never heard of, maybe 97.2, I have no idea who this person even is, to seek out her boyfriend, then go and check their voter registration, and then on Twitter, go back on Twitter and try to cancel this woman who I don't even know. I have no idea who she is. And then to try to cancel her and her job because she's dating a Republican. Oh, again, tell me again how, no, nah, Dan, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to sit this out. My business is okay. They've left me alone. Have they? Remember the poem I read in the beginning. You keep sitting it out because if you keep sitting it out, there's not going to be anybody left later on to protect you when the cancel mob comes for you. Dating a Republican, D- dating, or, but that's this is now a cancel culture. Crime. You think? All right. Well, certain things, Joe, are sacrosanct, right? Cancel culture. I mean, they're not going to yeah. cancel science. I mean, science is objective, right? Right. Yeah. Formulate a hypothesis, test yep. the hypothesis, come to a conclusion, right? Joe, you learned that in what? Science, like kindergarten, yeah. maybe, maybe first grade. Yeah, Joe first went grade. to school when they actually taught people stuff. Yeah. Um, no, we, yeah. Me too. It's not happening much in many schools across America now, where. Howard Zinn is the, uh, you know, where they just make up history in the 1619 project. You just like create a new history. It's kind of like comic books. You know, the Avengers, that actually happened. If you believe in the leftist version of history, they can just make stuff up. Mm -hmm. The Avengers, you know, Cyclops and all that, that stuff happened if you believe the leftist version. We can just make stuff up. So surely you'd say science is not canceled, right? No, no, science is canceled too, folks. Because again, they're coming for you next. Sit this out at your own peril. Washington, excuse me, Wall Street Journal today. The canceling of academia has begun. So scholar Heather McDonald made a big mistake, Joe. She cited an academic study. So the study has now been disavowed. man, Not a joke. This is an actual op-ed. No, no, I'm not kidding. So Heather McDonald, who is a noted scholar on use of force um, as it it revolves around race, In America, Heather McDonald, who generally leans conservative, made the dreadful mistake, Joe, just a few days ago. And by mistake, I'm using the dreaded air quotes for this of citing a scholarly piece of research showing that there is not a disparity in fatal use of force incidents based on race with policing. Oh, my gosh. You can't say that, folks, because we've been told what, Joe? What have we been told? Police are hunting and killing black men in the street indiscriminately. Yeah. The left has told us that. The Marxists at Black Lives Matter, the what do we want dead cops crowd, when do we want them now? They don't even want to wait. They want them now, the dead cops. Black Lives Matter is told they're hunting, hunting black men, hunting them. So in case you think I'm messing with you, put up the first screenshot from this piece, if you don't mind. Screenshot number one from the Wall Street Journal. So Heather McDonald cited a study showing that that narrative that they're hunting black men in the street is in fact, not fact it is not true so man what do we do now well you gotta retract it of course from heather mcdonald's piece so these two psychologists at michigan state and the university of maryland analyzed 917 fatal police shootings of civilians from 2015 on to test whether the race of the officer or the civilian predicted fatal police shootings keep this up for a second so fair hypothesis If you are black, were you more likely to be fatally shot by police? Good, An honest question. We should all answer, right? Well, the study found that the race of the subject or the race of the police officer didn't have anything to do with it. Quote, race specific rates of violent crime are taken into account. And the authors found that there are no disparities amongst those fatally shot by the police. Oh, my gosh. Science. You can't say that. These findings accord with decades of research showing that civilian behavior is the greatest influence on police behavior. Just to be clear, Joe. Yeah. No one suggested in the study there are not police incidents that shouldn't be investigated. No one suggested that there aren't use of force issues that happen. Everybody saw the video of George Floyd. Nobody missed that. Yeah. That's not what the study says. The study says basically that the premise that police are indiscriminately hunting black men and shooting them in the streets is entirely false. There is no evidence of that at all. Are we clear? Because leftists who watch this, like the the, uh, numbskull who emailed me yesterday on, uh, I'm very sorry, but you're accusing me of inciting a riot and saying something and say you're a total numbskull, not worthy of my time on the show. I'm very sorry. You've earned that. But the numbskulls who watch my show say, Dan Bologito said, Police use of force issues that are in violation of the rules don't have. That is not at all what I said. I'm simply citing to you a research study that comports with decades of research showing that police hunting black men and killing them in the streets indiscriminately is totally false. That is a made-up narrative. It is not fact. It's anti-science. Why is this in the cancel culture block? Canceling opposing voices on face masks, canceling opposing voices on schools, canceling opposing voices on dating. Because this study now had to be canceled. How did it be canceled? No, they're retracting it. You think I'm making this up? Go to part two of this Wall Street Journal piece, just in case you think I'm just fabricating this out of thin air like leftists do. So Heather McDonald says, I wrote this June 3rd journal op-ed quoting the study. She quoted it, Joe, verbatim. For the leftist listening, that means word for word. Mm -hmm. It set off a firestorm at Michigan State, where the study emanated from. The university's graduate employees union pressured the uh, Michigan State's press office to apologize for the study and the harm it caused. The union targeted the physicist who, who had approved funding for the research. They then fired the physicist from his administrative position. They also editorialized that the two researchers, quote, had poorly framed their article. The one that got through three levels of editorial and peer review. This fight's not coming to my front door. Good luck with that. Good luck. You sure? So there's a physicist who sponsors research that determines that black men due to their race are not being killed indiscriminately by police. You would think, Joe... In a sane world, that'd be a good outcome, right? I'm just checking, Me, Joe. Yeah, like we you all yeah. wanted that, right? Yeah, good outcome. Though. You don't yeah, want to yeah. find the opposite, right? I'm, I'm just checking to make yeah, sure yeah. because I'm so confused these days under cancel culture, what we can say and can't say, I really don't care. We say yeah. But just playing the game for a moment, that is a good outcome. Right? Everybody agrees? Yeah. Okay, good. Joe agrees. Paula, you agree? That's a good, that's a, that's a great outcome, right? No, 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 no. You gotta cancel that study. Why? Because we live in a world of fabricated, made-up, leftist nonsense based on emotion. And if they can't gaslight you into believing that cops are randomly shooting black men in the streets, a a non-fact, anti-science, a false lie, if they can't gaslight you, they can't get you to act by voting out Donald Trump, who's clearly the cause of it. You understand the Orwellian nightmare we're living in? Guy gets fired, study gets retracted. The authors of the study, which find a fact, have to then apologize for the study. How it poorly framed the argument? Poorly framed the argument by saying what? The conclusion that you're, that black men are being shot, excuse me, shot in the street? Shoot Sound like a five-year-old. Shot in the street <laughs> indiscriminately by coming to that conclusion. That somehow has to be that. How is that poorly framed? I don't understand. What is the better frame? To make up a lie? To get people to believe things that aren't true so it'll benefit you politically? That's the better frame? Frame around it. So now we're canceling science, science that puts out fact in the favor of lies because the facts aren't framed correctly. Cancel dating, cancel science, cancel face mask opponents, cancel parents who want to send their kids back to school. What did I tell you, folks? When they run out of victims, the meaningless life losers, blue check mark Twitter brigade in their basement with mommy, who've never had their butt kicked in a fight, have never stood up for, you know, a woman on a college campus getting harassed, never stood up for that kid. We all knew him in grammar school. Maybe kids studied a lot. People picked on him. They never stood up for that kid. They sat there and laughed with everyone else. You know, when I was like six years old, I used to live in Smithtown before my parents divorced. And there was this kid. Remember Hot Cycles, Joe? Motorcycles? Those things oh, like, yeah. like fake motors for the kids. Mm-hmm. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Hot excuse wheels. me. Yeah. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Those are big when we were kids. Some of you older, younger folks may not know what I'm talking about. Look it up. It's actually funny. Big, big Wheels. Big Wheels, I think it was called. Yeah. Big Wheels. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. There were a couple of kids out in front of my house and they were picking on this kid. They were stepping on the back wheel of his Hot Wheels so he couldn't move. I'm, it's just not like, I promise you, it's not mm-hmm. making me happy. I just, I couldn't take it. I remember, and the kid pushed me because I was trying to help the other kid, but I just, You understand, like, these meaningless life loser liberals who sit in their basement and cancel people for dating and cancel science and cancel people who oppose government edicts and cancel parents who just want to get their kids back in school. You understand they have absolutely no lives, that they were the ones put their feet on the big wheel back in the back and while that kid was crying. The kid was crying. I'll never forget it. I mean, I'm 45 now. I remember it like it was yesterday. Kid was crying. I wouldn't let him leave. And I felt bad. And I just, like, kind of... (laughs) Even today I get like choked up about it because it's so weird. Like when you're a kid, you don't, you know, you don't understand why people do evil things. You know, it, I'm not a huge fan of Pearl Jam anymore and their crappy politics, but it's that line by Eddie Vedder in one of the songs, you trade magic for fact, you know, there's no tradebacks. You know, things are magic when you're a kid. All people are good. Kids are good. And you can't believe people do stupid things. And then that fact kicks you in the teeth and you got to deal with that the rest of your life. And you got to commit to combating evil everywhere it is because it's all around you. You may say canceling science is rough. They're definitely not canceling books. Ah, uh, you'd be wrong about that too. Um, here's an article again in the show notes today, bongido.com newsletter. If you'd like to read the article yourself, that is uh, where you go to subscribe to our show notes. Front page mag. Purifying publishing by Bruce Barr. Oh. The cultural commissars are now coming for conservative books. <sighs> not kidding, folks. Now, that I, are, I, I do a on Parlor every morning. I do a preview of the show, a quickie, like, two-minute video. I said to you, it's not even at their into- This isn't even book burning, Joe. Book burning for the left would be a step up. It's not a trick question. Joe, why do you think book burning for the left would be a step above what they're doing now? I'll answer for example to put you on the spot. Thank you. At least you would print the books to then burn later, right? Right? <laughs> Is that better? That's better than what they're doing. Now they're canceling them at the publishing house. So you don't even have the books to burn. Uh. So it's not like you could go to the burn pile and rescue one with just some searing marks on it, maybe read it. Now they don't want them published at all. You think I'm kidding? Here's this little uh, loser. Uh, quoted in this piece, he wrote a piece about how we really got to start basically putting pressure on these publishing houses to not publish conservative books at all. Check this out from the front page. According to Shepard, loser, um, another attribute of many conservative books is that their authors aren't serious, Joe. You know, my book, Spygate, where we actually had the truth three years ago. That wasn't serious. The New York Times people who told you about the collusion hoax, that was serious. Hmm. That was serious. He quotes Kimberly Kim, Kimberly Burns, a book, a book publisher, who says, Hey, I'm okay with books being published from different political viewpoints. In fact, it's necessary for debate and being able to see a whole picture. Oh, good. Thanks, Kimberly. Oh, no, no. She goes on, Joe. The problem is when authors write things only to get themselves attention or make news instead of to enhance a dialogue. Apparently, that's not a problem with left-wing books. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming for your books, too. You think I'm kidding? Some prominent conservatives you and I know are having some real problems right now. Books. Books. Now you know why I keep writing them? They're coming for you, folks. You're next. Don't doubt me. Just quickly before I go to my next sponsor, so the Supreme Court ruling about... uh, Donald Trump's tax returns came out this morning. Supreme court blocks Congress from getting Trump's tax records, sends it back to the lower court. So we'll have some more information on that uh, coming up in a, in a few as well, but let me get to my last sponsor. Cause I got a lot more to get to, including the media. It actually, you know, it, they need you in total hysteria all the time now. And it's candidly getting embarrassing at this point beyond embarrassing. Finally, today's show brought to you by friends at Bravo company manufacturing, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a firearm, you need to go to bravo company manufacturing bcm for short why because let me tell you what they're not first bcm is not a sporting arms company there are a lot of, of a ton of great companies out there that produce sporting rifles and those are great hunting uh, shooting sports that's ter- that's not what bcm does bcm makes life saving equipment they design it they engineer it and they manufacture it as life saving equipment but why do they do that well it's for an important reason The most important Bravo company manufacturing assumes that when a rifle leaves their shop, it will be used in a life or death situation by a responsible citizen law enforcement officer or soldier overseas. Quality is all that matters to them. They hand assemble their rifles right here and they test them in Heartland, Wisconsin to a life-saving standard. I have two. I have two of these BCM rifles. They are absolutely terrific. They are my go-tos right there every single time because they will make the difference. And that BCM puts people before products. If God forbid, you're confronted by something more than a paper target. BCM knows making reliable life-saving tools only half the story. They have a YouTube channel where they can tell you what else they do as well, youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. You want to go to their website and check it out? You should. Go to bravocompanymfg.com where you can discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. That's bravocompanymfg.com. Check out their YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash bravocompanyusa. Go today. These are the best in the business bcm rifles check them out all right thanks bcm for being a sponsor of the show we really appreciate that all right i I don't you know again i'm not trying to depress you with the show i'm not there is meaning in the fight folks don't ever fall into the trap the meaningless life leftists do by having nothing to live for your fight is for something real Freedom, liberty, these are big things. Big R God-given rights, our constitution. This stuff really matters. It's not a joke. It's not a campaign slogan. I'm not running for office. These are things that will give you a life when you're done, meaning that you are on the right side of this, no matter the sacrifices we all had to make. And there are a lot coming my way, and I'm willing to embrace them. We don't go through it on the show because I don't want to make this a Dan Bongino self-praise hour. That's not what any of that's about. But I promise you, again, I'm in this with you. All in. <sighs> So as predicted, what did I tell you a couple weeks ago, Joe, about the Trump rally? What did I tell you? Hmm. It would only be a matter of time, right, before the media tries to pin the Trump-Tulsa rally. Yeah. And, People are going to die. Yeah. Trump had a rally. Did I not say that, Joe? Remember that one? People are going to die. Trump yeah, met Tulsa had mm-hmm. a rally. So, if, well, of course, it didn't take long. Here's a tweet by the Washington Post. Um, As predicted. Trump's Tulsa rally protests more than likely linked to coronavirus surge, health officials say. Um, Again, I told you it was only a matter of time. I'm wondering if that's going to get as much coverage as this story in Yahoo News. You know, the actual protests that happened all over the country. Most people were not wearing masks. Uh, The so-called protests, many of them, some were, some were not. Some turned violent. Um, Some turned into uh, clear chaos and uh, havoc being wreaked throughout America's cities. But here's a Yahoo story. I'm wondering if this will get as much publicity. Protests may have spread coronavirus, some cities say. Sure, we'll see that in the nightly news every night, too, if you're worried about a rally in Tulsa and Oklahoma that, by the way, they said was lightly attended. So which one is it? You're, it was not lightly attended, by the way, the Trump rally. But you say the Trump. Oh no, nobody showed up. They all embarrassed Trump. Trump's an idiot. Uh, but that's responsible for all these what deaths? And, and if that's the case, how are the protests not? I'm just checking. Again, is this an artificially intelligent virus that only infects Trump supporters? I'm just. I'm, I'm just checking to see if you're going to get equal coverage on that. The protests were not lightly attended, by the way. But that's your narrative at the Trump rally. So which one is the greater evil? If it's an evil. If you believe that premise for people to congregate in the time of coronavirus to express their political beliefs, if that's evil, which one's more evil? The air quotes lightly attended Trump rally that wasn't lightly attended or the definitely not lightly attended rallies in just about every big city in America. Which one's the greater? The answer is you can't answer that question, of course, because you're a liar and a fraud. Showing you how they have to have you at maximum hysteria at all times. Here is the great Thomas Elliott on Twitter over at Grabian, here's a Grabian cut of the media that is clearly offended, really deeply offended that the COVID death rate is going down. Not only going down, but going down dramatically. I, <laughs> Governors across the country and some of these spot states that it's good news that it's just younger people because they have a, a better survival rate that is a fallacy. The president also points out the coronavirus death rate is down. That's true for now. But the death toll, you can't celebrate it right now when you're seeing people heading into the hospital. Because we've seen this story before. In some ways, it never really ended. In a lot of ways, it is worse than ever. And of course, as we see younger people infected and going into the ICUs, it spreads to older populations. That death rate will change. These people go home. These people infect their parents and their grandparents. Those people get sick. They end up in the ICU and they either die or they take it from somebody else that could have used it. So actually, the virus has become more dangerous because it can infect more people. It's more easily able to take root into communities. So it's changing in a worse way. This is going to be catastrophe upon catastrophe. And Just to say, hey, look at the death rate now is, is extremely superficial. Does the U.S. need another stay at home order? If the virus continues to rage like this, we have no choice. The, the White House and their calculation, this is about trying to instill a sense of normalcy. Then we all know that life can't really feel like it's back to normal. I mean, it can't feel, Americans can't feel feel that they have the virus under control. We have absolutely zero chance, and by zero chance I mean zero, Z-E-R-O, zero chance of moving past this with Donald Trump in that job. Death rates are going to go up following all of these large infections, and Dr. Fauci again is doing what he's been doing from the beginning. He's been telling you the truth, and you haven't want to hear it. Again, folks, these are media hacks, losers, largely basement dwellers, again. Mac and cheese, hot dogs, you know, boiled, probably not even cooked on a grill. Mama's serving them. Use your hot dogs, kids. Upset that the death rate from coronavirus has been going down dramatically. I got into a back and forth this morning on social media with another moron um, who can't distinguish the difference between Positive cases and people who've died. What would you rather have? This is a very simple question. Would you have rather have a large number of people dying or a fewer number of people infected? Well, I mean, what, what, what do you care more about, infections or deaths? Well, the answer to sane people, um, again, sane not meaning the media people in any of that, any of those clips in that in that hot cut right there. I think you'd all rather have fewer people dying. Correct. I'm just going to throw that out there. They can't have any of that. They're very upset about it because they need you at maximum redline stress all the time, all day. Why? Because it's not you they care about. It's the president. They need the president out of office. And in order to make the president look insane, silly, and incompetent, they have to cite statistics. The problem is those statistics, like a declining death rate, don't work for them. So what do they do? They attack the declining death rate as if that's the bad guy. Again, an emotionally laden argument, not a reasonable one, which is all the left ever does. All right, moving on. And by the way, just a quick update on the tax case. There was actually a number of different angles to the tax, the president's taxes. The Supreme Court ruled on it. Just quickly, I'm going to just read this. It came in earlier today. The Supreme Court delivered split decisions, uh, split opinions in two cases about President Trump and his tax returns. They gave a win to the Manhattan District Attorney, the Democrat, who wants President Trump's tax returns. He can get them. So that was a win for him, a loss for the Trump administration. But the Congress that tried to subpoena his tax, tax returns, you know, Pelosi and Schiff and the other tyrants, they lost. The case was sent back to a lower court meaning there's practically no chance before the election Adam Schiff is going to be able to get his hands on the president's tax returns. You can determine how you feel about that. Either way, that one's totally up to you. All right, moving on, because I have a election 2020 update we haven't done in the last few days, and it's important. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden is entirely incoherent. Now, the less new argument is going to be, I've seen it already, questioning Biden's cognitive abilities. Of course, Joe, um, it's probably racist, I, yeah. you're like, but Joe Biden's a white guy. That doesn't matter. These are emotional people. They're not reasonable. It's probably going to be racist for some reason. They say you're not allowed to, qu- they'll just make it up. It doesn't really matter if it makes sense. Uh, that will be the new attack. You can't question uh, Joe Biden's mental stability because, of course, it's racist or it's probably misogynistic too. But Danny's he's a man. Again, folks, none of that matters. We're talking to liberals. They're not exactly the smartest crew out there. Uh, we're going to continue to do that. Because Joe Biden is running to be president of the United States, get his hold on, get his hands on the nuclear football. Uh, the guy doesn't seem like he has all of his faculties there. And, folks, it, It's. its I'm not messing with you again. I say this a lot. I know Joe feels the same way. It's sad to watch. Yeah. The guy's in trouble, and it's getting worse. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, having a great-grandmother who went through— early stages of dementia, it's troubling to watch. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know what Joe Biden is suffering from or not suffering from. I'm simply telling you his public appearances have been deeply troubling. I want you to watch this quick video. And when I come back on the other side of this, I'd like you to translate for me, if you can, what Joe Biden is trying to say here, because I don't think anybody actually gets what he's trying to say. Check this out. Lonnie knows I believe this every fiber might be. We're posed. I, what I propose is is it can be done. I think we're in a position to to really make it happen. And my team and your team are already working closely together in light to light up the path forward here. Critical laws like the PRO Act to strengthen collective bargaining. On politics like prevailing and, pre- look, I guess I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm t- taking too much time, but, you know. I Again, if any of you have a Biden translator, was he talking about Davis Bacon, prevailing wage? What is he? I mean, these are real things. Fair to talk about. If you Agree with them or disagree with them. I've actually ran for office and talked about it quite a bit. If you want to look it up, but it's beyond the scope of the show today. But he can't even finish a sentence. You know, we're talking about prevailing. Was he again? Was he talking about prevailing wage? I don't know because he didn't finish the sentence. Because in the middle of a sentence, he can't figure out where he was. This is not funny. I'm not. Believe me, I'm not kidding. I'm not celebrating this. It's not a joke. This is real. But the man is running to be president of the United States. There is clearly an issue going on there. I think it's only fair that we question what it is and if the man can perform the functions of the job, is it not? Now, the media knows this. Believe me, the media knows this. The media fully understands that candidate Joe Biden is not up to this job at all. His cognitive abilities are questionable. His ability to even complete a sentence and a thought are questionable. So they don't want him on the debate stage with President Trump, who's pretty sharp, may not like how he talks, but he certainly is coherent when he does it. They don't want him on a debate stage. So the media, Joe, is already going there. They're already laying the groundwork to say, hey, listen. Listen. We need to prep an excuse in advance why we can't have this guy on the debate stage with Trump because he will get slaughtered on the debate stage. So to the rescue, I was going to cover this yesterday. Tucker beat me to the punch last night, but here's the hapless Tom Friedman at the New York Times wrote this piece yesterday or the day before or whenever saying, hey, Biden shouldn't debate Trump unless certain conditions are met, Joe. Uh Tom Friedman, ship, prepping the battlefield now to keep hapless Joe Biden, who can't complete a thought, off the debate stage where he will get crushed. Leave it up to Tom Friedman at the New York Times to prep the battlefield now. He has two conditions. One, Trump must release his tax returns first, which he knows isn't going to happen. So why do we keep Biden off the debate stage by default, right? Because Trump's not going to release them. Not if he doesn't have to. And secondly, they want a panel of fact checkers, Joe. You know how fair they are. (laughs) Liberal fact checkers from the media. They'll wind up fact checking what Trump had for breakfast if he says it in the debate. And if he says Frosted Flakes, they'll be like, no, no, no. It wasn't the brand name Frosted Flakes. It was sugar coated oat thingies. Those are the two conditions. We want fact checkers on the stage or right next to him. And Trump must release his tax returns. Of course, no one's going to agree to that. But Friedman knows that Friedman is simply engaged in a protection racket to keep Joe Biden off the stage with Donald Trump, who will promptly destroy him in a debate because the man can't complete a coherent thought or sentence. Hey, I'm going to skip over this next video, if you don't mind, Miss Paula back there, because it's Biden's just it, I don't you know what I don't even want to put the guy's a total train wreck. I'm very sorry if you're voting for this guy, you really need to seek another option. He's, this, he's really, really bad and potentially dangerous for the country. I want to get this next story, though, because it's uh, It's on my list here, and I got a bunch of stuff I want to get through in these last few minutes. Thank you for all the emails about the Washington Redskins and the name change. Of course, you can't say Washington Redskins or you're a racist and a misogynist and definitely a xenophobe and probably anything else ending in a phobia and is too. You know that because the left told you, of course, you know, so canceling the Washington Redskins. I probably should have thrown this in the cancel culture segment, but I said to folks yesterday, well, we can't call them the Washington football team either, because by the left's rules, Washington existed in the time of slave ownership. So he has to be canceled. So and you can't call him a football team because. Latin American countries describe football. That football, sock, what we call soccer, so that's cultural appropriation. So I had a bunch of suggestions: the DCSSF, I think it was, yeah. the District of Columbia, what competitive organized sports entertainment franchise? Pretty good, I think that's what I said. You'd have to check yesterday's show. Maybe put a little side by side. But the DCSSF or something. And my brilliant listeners got back to me and drove and said, Dan, you are wrong. You are definitely a racist for saying. It. I was like, I, I, what did I do now? You can't call him District of Columbia. I knew Columbus. it. Columbus. I knew Columbus. it. Columbus, Joe, I definitely racist. I knew it. Columbus. You, uh, uh, didn't yeah. you tell me that after the show? I, that I was you. Know, no, but- that's right. Joe said it too. I'm not kidding, Joe. I'm Forgive me. Joe did say it. I uh, got to give credit where credit is due. I did get tons of email on it too, but you- I should have appropriately footnoted Joe. Oh, dude. Col- what? The t- the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins. That's a suggestion. We got tons of them. Tons of them. We got, and some of them are very good. Thank you for all the feedback. But you are correct. Of course, I don't believe that about uh, Columbus. And I don't believe, I'm just, do you, do you understand the absurdity of all this now? Yeah. Columbia? After Columbia, you can't do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm let me just, one more suggestion. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, when you see the racism in it acting as leftists, send me, you know, because of course we have to know I don't want to be called, so I need to avoid it. So we can't call him District Columbia. How about the Metropolitan Maryland slash Virginia sports entertainment franchise using a ball shaped like cones at both ends with a round protrusion in the middle. I, th- I- <laughs> Folks, if when you find the racism in it, send me back to so we can correct it for tomorrow and atone for our sins with cancel. Clause. I forgot about D.C. District. Of, I totally forgot that. Shame on me. The Maryland, Virginia, regional consortia, entertaining sports franchise. But I don't know if we can say franchise. Fran has it. You know, it's a female name. We're appropriating femaleness. I'm not sure where this ends, folks. I'm really not sure. Now, what's interesting here is the Redskins want to change their name. You see, we didn't even put the Daily Caller piece up. This will be in the show notes. <laughs> they want to, change, to to the Washington Warriors. You can't put Warriors. That's going to scare people. <laughs> yeah. Warriors? You wouldn't want to go. Joe, you know, the blue checkmark brigade. You know, yeah. the, the Franks and mac and cheese crowd. Oh, yeah. They're not going to go to a game with Warriors. Someone can attack them. <laughs> could get in some liberals head it's, it's frightening joe i wait wait i have an idea i have yeah, an idea yeah. i just thought this was not part of like a bit all right call them the warriors but on the you can't call them washington either so man the maryland virginia suburban regional area team whatever you want you can abbreviate it the mavasa or something whatever the mavasa warriors put a trigger warning up at the front warning By entering this stadium, you consent to be triggered by the term Warriors. Of course you can't do that because it was upset the snowflakes as well. You understand this has no end? Can I dial this back to the beginning of the show? Where I told you this fight, on a very serious note, is coming to your front door. There's no way out of this. They are running out of... They need to be victims all the time of oppression. People are coming up. They don't actually have actual cases where they're oppressed. They don't have that. The snowflake class I'm talking about. The mama's basement crowd. So they have to hunt for it to give their empty, meaningless lives meaning. Eventually, they're going to turn on everyone. The Yankees? (laughs) Joe, the Yankees? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll bring back memories of the Civil War. You can't call them the Yankees. The Yankees. The, what about the New York Mets, the Metropolitans? That's class warfare. Metropolitan has a distinction. Of, you know, Metropolitan, very metropolitan. Can't call them that. The Cardinals. The Cardinals are red, no. red, red, and there's some kind of cultural appropriation. Red, 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 may bring back imagery. of The red coats are coming. It'll bring back memories of the Revolutionary War. There were slaves during that time. You can't have any of that. This fight will never, ever, ever stop. Get ready for it now. I'm warning you. It is coming to your door. I'll leave you with a good note because I do got to run. The good part of this is we went through a lot of struggles in our life. And if I may, again, take a point of personal privilege because it's my show. We went through a lot. When I left to run for office and left my job, we struggled a lot, financially, emotionally. There are pictures in my uh, my second book, I forget the fight, I forget, it's been a few. But there are pictures in the middle of the but we don't do a lot of pictures, but we had them in those of the night, the election where we won that race. And then, remember that one, Joe? The congressional race, and then we lost. Yeah. Yeah. We it. Yeah. me and they like called the race. Like, oh, damn, my, you know what it was? Good. There are pictures of Paula and I like crying in joy. can't believe we won a seat in the US Congress. And then just the depression hours later, as we found out they were counting absentees and it was a tough one. But you know, the greatest part of the rebound since that low point in my life has been the ability to say, I've been the right, on the right side of a fight. It really does define you and it gives your life meaning. It's hard, it's not easy. You'll be shunned by a lot of your neighbors. Your kid's principal, of the school is just gonna want you to shut up and go away. Local officials are going to consider you a pest. But you can know that you're going to go six feet deep one day and meet your maker and say, I was on the right side of right, not the wrong side of right. And it gives your life a meaning. You were about something. while everyone else just took the easy way out. Don't forget that. Hold your head high. These fights matter. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. It's free, but the subscriptions, I haven't told you this in a while, what really drive us up the charts and help other people find the program. We don't have a big marketing budget here. We try to keep the show lean and mean. So thanks for all your help with that. Really appreciate it. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.